Yo, yo, yo. Sorry about that. Here I am. What's going on? Welcome to the jungle. I am Jim Rome. A tremendous Monday to you. What? You don't want three hours of lust for life? You don't want that on a loop? You don't want to hear that the entire time? Hey, don't mind me. I'm messing with my new uh, headset here. Yeah, that's a little awkward and uncomfortable. Awkward. It should work better, but I think I'm going to have to work on that clip in the back. Yeah, that's kind of annoying, actually, to be straight. All right. Anyway, let's get at it. Big show for you today. And as I said before, I would imagine some of you are living really large and some of you are not happy at all. So let me open it up. Today's going to be a big, big reaction day. I want to talk to you if you're a Lions fan. I want to talk to you if you're a Chiefs fan. I want to talk to you if you're a Ravens fan. Essentially, get up in here. Let's talk about it. I'm here for it. I have the forum for it. It is a reaction day. If you're euphoric, hit me up. If you're down, you're despondent, you're depressed, hit me up. If not now, then when? Get on the phone. Give us a call right now. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. Start dialing 1-800-636-8686. I've got only one interview planned for today. A little bit rare, but that opens things up for you. One interview that's coming up at 940 Pacific Time, a senior NFL writer for The Ringer, Shio Kapadia. He's all over the NFL, and we will track him down at 940. You know, maybe something drops out, maybe something in hour number two. We'll wait and see. On a Monday, we have an ATP as well, the Ask the Pros. Make sure you're ready for that. And I want to reset a few more things. Hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. And also, again, phone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. So the question is, where to start? Lions fan. Yo, D, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this, but I do not think that you're going to enjoy this show today. Then again, I don't think you're going to enjoy much of anything today, right? You're not going to enjoy anything for a long, long time. Am I right? You may never enjoy anything ever again. Am I right about that? And if not, I can't blame you. Because even for the Lions, that was a shockingly Lions way for the best Lions season ever to go right up in flames. Just when you thought life could not be any more cruel for Lions fan, the Lions find the most excruciating possible way to blow arguably the biggest game on the biggest stage in the history of that franchise. I'm still having a hard time believing it, and I saw the whole thing play out. A 17-point halftime lead. They seriously went into the Bay as major dogs took a 17-point lead into halftime of the NFC Championship. Then they seriously wound up losing that same game. A game that, according to ESPN, Detroit had a 91.5% win probability rate midway through the third quarter, and yet somehow still lost. 27 straight points for the other team will tend to do that. And maybe the very worst part for this, for the Lions, was that collapse was hugely self-inflicted. Now, let's be straight about this. 
taking nothing away from the Niners. So be sure you chill out, Frisco fan. That's what you're supposedly so good at, right? Everything went your way, so just relax. Pass the duchy on the left-hand side. Pass the duchy on the left-hand side and chill. I don't want to hear from you today, all butthurt and bent, that your Niners aren't getting enough credit because everybody is too busy piling on the Lions. You'll get your credit, believe me. But there's a very good reason why everybody is going to spend today talking about the Lions. And that's because they had it. It was right there. The Detroit Lions were about to finally punch a Super Bowl ticket. They were about to get over the biggest hump in franchise history. Only for them to take the biggest dump in their pants in franchise history. I mean, I hate to do it to you, Lion fans. But you know it's true. And you guys thought that you were the experts in pain and suffering and agony. Little did you experts know that you had not seen anything yet. I mean, yes, it's true. Big picture. Detroit just had one of its best seasons ever. Except I don't think Lions fan wants to hear that right about now. It's really tough to appreciate that over the feeling of complete heartbreak and devastation. That's devastating. And here's something else that's devastating and heartbreaking to face up to. Dan Campbell really messed that game up. The guy's been amazing at his job. He's been the driving force of total of a total identity shift for that franchise. He has been massive in getting them this far. And he's also a massive reason why they're not going any further. Not the only reason. I'm not saying that. Not the only reason, but a massive reason. Like, it's one thing to be aggressive. It's another thing to be reckless and borderline crazy. Borderline erotic. And it was reckless and borderline crazy to leave six points out there in the second half. Especially since those six points would have, in the end, been enough to win that game. Detroit had the chance to make it a three-score game. And instead, they turned it over on downs. Then they had a chance to tie that game. And they once again turned it over on downs. And it's pretty impossible to deny that those decisions didn't play an enormous part in this game flipping. And it's not just analytics either. It was biting kneecap-alytics. It was just Dan Cannibal being Dan Cannibal. It was just Dan Gamble being Dan Gamble. It was just the guy being aggressive and believing in his guys, as he explained afterwards, while basically on the verge of tears. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, And I wanted to get the upper hand back, Um, you know, and it's easy hindsight. And I get it, you know. I get that, but I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just, just didn't work out. Yeah, no, it did not work out. 
hey, listen, Dan Campbell or Dan Cannibal is going to Dan Cannibal, and I respect that. The guy is who he is. He was not going to change for that game yesterday. But who he is did not help yesterday. Who he is got them to that point, but who he is also got them beat yesterday. Both things can be true, and both things are true. The two fourth down decisions, and especially the first one, did completely change that game. I'm not saying everything flipped exclusively because of those decisions, but everything did change after that first fourth down miss, and it only got worse after that. It's not really the power of hindsight when you take crazy risks and they don't work out. That's just taking crazy risks and having them not work out. He could have taken three and pushed the lead to three scores, and nobody would have called that decision crazy if they wound up missing the field goal. You know why? Because that decision would not have been crazy. That's not hindsight. That's just common sense. But I want to be clear about something else, too. It's not all on Dan Campbell. It wasn't just a few coaching decisions that decided that game. Dan Campbell did not drop two critical passes. Dan Campbell did not fumble the ball on the first play of a drive. Dan Campbell did not take a potential interception off his face and then have that turn into a 50-yard play. That Ayuk play off the face was the real moment when it became clear to everybody that that game was going to slip away. That it was going to get away from Detroit. And I guess Frisco fan has a ladybug, of all things, to thank for that. Before the game, a ladybug landed on my shoe. And y'all know what that means. So that's all I can say, because I don't know. I don't know. Just great luck. God was with us today. Great win. Bang, bang, on her game. It's crazy. He's right. It was crazy. It was a great win and a catastrophic loss. And yes, it can be both those things too. It definitely was crazy. Crazy is definitely what I would call giving a ladybug credit for that insane play. A historic play. A play that will be shown for years. But I can't deny that it seemed like the Niners had some luck on their side yesterday. And they also had Brock Purdy. And man, is Big Clock Brock owed some bleeping credit right about now. For real. And some bleeping apologies. People love to hate on this dude. And meanwhile, this dude just keeps doing one thing. And one thing only. Win, 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 win. This dude is a winning machine, and for a pretty obvious reason. He makes winning plays. The object of the game is to win. So what even is the debate right now? I am kind of lost. I mean, you want to argue about his physical talent, his physical prowess, or the fact that he's a game manager? Fine, go ahead. Go ahead, do you. But you're wasting your time with that. Most non-talented game managers that I know do not break NFC title games open with their legs like Brock did yesterday. Who saw 48 rushing yards from big clock Brock coming? Who saw Brock average more yards per carry than Lamar Jackson yesterday? And while I'm not going to say that Brock looks like Lamar while he's running, I will say say that Brock's running was effective And like everything else with that dude, that's all that matters in the end. It does not matter what it looks like. Only that you get it done. 
Even George Kittle was right to say that his running is more like, quote, scampering. Do it more. What are we doing? Just don't get hit. Like, scramble. You know, maybe tuck the ball a little bit faster, but, like, he, he scampers. I think that's the best way to describe it. He's a, he scampers. Like, you ever seen one of those little water dragons run across the water? Like, that's what I envision every time he's running with the football. And I just thought of that, too. That was not pre-planned. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. You should be, big dude. But like everything else with Brock, it doesn't matter how it looks, only that he gets it done. I mean, call it whatever the hell you want. It's effective. The same thing goes for that dude's entire game. Say what you want, but it works. Talk about where he was drafted. It works. He wins. You can run your mouth all you want, but all Brock ever has to do is point and say scoreboard. People love to hate. Hate is the new dopamine. But in the end, Purdy is the quarterback who walked away from that game with a dub. And the Lions are the team that walked away knowing that they blew the opportunity of a lifetime. Seriously, Lions fan has been waiting a lifetime for that game. And the most painful part of blowing that game might be that there is no guarantee that they will ever get back there. Honestly, they really might have been. That might have been your one and only shot, Detroit. All right, I'm not looking to pile on. I'm not looking to be some hot take artist. That might have been your one and only shot. Even your coach admitted as much afterwards. Sometimes you can only say so much. You got to live it, unfortunately. You got to get your heart ripped out, which we did. And it's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. He's exactly right, except for that part where getting your heart ripped out is a lesson learned because you really don't learn from getting your heart ripped out of your chest, right? You just die. You can't live without a heart. There is no coming back from getting your heart ripped out of your chest. There's just bleeding out. And Lions fan, I bet that's how that feels right about now. You're just lying there in a pool of your own blood with a hole where your heart used to be. And the pain is only getting worse and worse. I wish I could tell you that it will definitely get better. And you'll definitely be back. And next time you'll definitely win. But that would be a lie. And I would never lie to you. Not even after your beloved team took a giant dump in their pants in the biggest game that you've ever watched them play. Man, that was so painful. That was so painful. You know, as far as Campbell goes, yeah, I know. I know. This is what got them there. Except for one thing. What got them here did not get them there. So to me, either he adjusts his approach or you live with the results. And that approach absolutely did impact the outcome of their most important game ever. And the fact is, they may never get back. Do not assume... We're on our way. It's part of the process. You get your heart ripped out and you learn. Or you get your heart ripped out and you never get there ever again. And if it's going to be twice as hard to get there, then I'll see you in 120 years. Man, that hurt. That really hurt. And credit to the Niners 
for coming back, not panicking, making their plays, capitalizing on the momentum. And yeah, they had some help. They definitely had some help. Telephone number is toll free, 1-800-636-8686. I'll tell you about the Ravens quickly. The Ravens picked a bad day to have a bad day. And how about those Chiefs? I'd even go as far as to say as the Ravens picked the worst day to have their worst day. And Lamar, Lamar's got no excuses. Lamar cannot show up and play like that on that day for a myriad of reasons. But he did. I said it myself on Friday during Big Head Bets. You'd have to be an absolute idiot, an idiot to bet against Patrick Mahomes and points. So what did I do? I bet against Patrick Mahomes and the points. And it's not the first time. Mahomes? Oh, and what do you know? The first opening line for the Super Bowl was Chiefs plus two and a half. Why I didn't hammer that, I have no idea. Within one hour, it was down to plus one. Big Head and I were talking about it last night. We came to the conclusion that if you like the Chiefs, you should have hammered that thing the second the number dropped. Or you wait until kick now. Now I've got a couple of weeks to talk about it. Let me see some reaction quickly. At Ron Zinkle. Jimbo, you asked to hear from KC fan, Raven fan, and Detroit fan. Why don't you give 49er fan any love, brother? Yo, Frisco fan, you cannot be serious, bro. Bro, don't even get me started. I haven't had a chance to hit the Dutchie yet. Frisco fan, don't do that. Come on, bro. Do you really think that I set out intentionally and I said, hey, Raven fan, KC fan, Detroit fan, I want to hear from you. And then, and then not mention you, Frisco fan, because I was looking hey, to Frisco disrespect fan. you. Hey, Frisco fan, keep moving. Stop bogarting the cron, dude. It's a mistake. Of course I want to hear from you, Frisco fan. Man, why is it always about you? I want to hear from every fan of every team that played this weekend. Is that better, Frisco fan? All right, Frisco fan, just so we're clear. Frisco fan, I want to hear from you. And KC fan, and Raven fan, and Detroit fan. But especially, I want to hear from Frisco fan. Is that better, Ron? We good now? Yes, I want to hear from you, Frisco fan. Sorry I neglected to include you with the other group. Every line was extremely, every storyline, compelling. It just slipped my mind, Frisco fan. Stop being so sensitive. You're back in the Super Bowl with a chance to right a wrong from a few years back. Come on, man. Really? Like I said, hate is the new dopamine. No, no. I want to hear from all of you equally. Hey, Rome. I hate everything about that dump, San Francisco, and their Snap Crap app. 
that they use to find a clean path to walk anywhere. However, if Brock can save us from the insufferable Kelsey family, T-Swift, and that dope Jackson Mahomes, then so be it. I am now Team Niners. Dude, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the Kelsey family. How do you, how do you have a problem with the Kelseys? How do you have a problem with the Kelseys? Hey, but go ahead. Pick your team. Hey, Tan Man. Thanks to Dan Gamble, Josh Reynolds, and Jameer Gibbs for helping the 49ers get back into that game. Your terrible play calling, clutch fumble, and incredible butterfingers were huge for the home team and helped fuel a comeback that ended your season. Thanks for playing. Mario and SF. That's fair. That's reasonable. That's much better than, hey, man, how come you didn't invite us to call in? Mario didn't need an invite. He came right in with a good take. At Scott is that guy. Dear at Jim Rome. Water dragons? Ladybugs? Is this the NFC title game or a National Geographic special? Hey, Mike D for three. A ladybug? That's crazy town. A butterfly would have been more believable. Four nineties, one hit wonders. That was an unbelievable play, Ayuk. That Ayuk was like, and I don't mind me going to go to that proverbial. The concentration was incredible. Like the fact that that dude made that play, and was still in on that play, and was still able to find, recover. And catch that ball was incredible. And again, the most Detroit thing ever that it went off a of DB's face right into Ayuk's hands. Right in my face. All right, so I want to be very clear about this. I want to hear from all of you. I'm not singling out teams or fan bases that I want to hear from. I have only one interview and open phone lines. Hit me up, 1-800-636-8686. So, clones, one quick question. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky so amazing? Why don't we start with the fact that it's manufactured by an amazing family, a family business which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every bite of Old Trapper is tender and never tough because they use just the finest ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices, to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper does deliver quality in every last bite. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Make sure you pick the one you like best and just roll with it. If you're not sure, try each and every one of them because they do come in four-ounce bags or an 18-ounce bag if you've already made that decision. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right, so this is going to be a short segment. I also want to ask you, not only do I want you to react to everything you saw over the weekend, but I've already given considerable thought to the Super Bowl matchup, and I'm already having trouble with it. 
I don't need two weeks, but I'm glad I have some time. That is a really interesting matchup. A really intriguing matchup. This says Jim Rome. Long-time Niners fan, but I think KC is going to spank our lucky ass. Packers had us beat and pissed it away. Lions were feasting on our carcass and took a nap. We woke up and a ladybug showed us the way. Forever Niner. Darren W., that's the most rational Niner fan I've ever heard in my life. Because there is something to that. Hey, look, you won. You did what you had to do. And that's been the rap against Kyle Shanahan's Niners. They don't come back. They don't come back on anybody. We knew the record when they were trailing by five or more in the fourth quarter. They never come back. And yet they just had two great comebacks. But they were in big trouble in both those games. I, I can make an easy argument that both Green Bay and Detroit should have won those games. But didn't. So credit to the Niners for getting it done. In terms of the matchup, hey, listen. If you want to look at it on paper, the 49ers have more talent, obviously, than the Chiefs. They do. They're more explosive than the Chiefs. They are. There's no debating that. (laughs) But I think I finally learned my lesson. There's something about Patrick Mahomes. This guy is incredible as a dog. He very clearly has something to prove, which is why I love this guy so much. He's in the midst of a dynasty, and he's playing like he hasn't even won one yet. So you've got Mahomes, you've got Andy Reid, you've got Travis Kelsey back from the dead because people are throwing dirt on him. They have a, actually have a receiver they can trust now in Rice. We know they can run the ball. I don't think it's that cut and dried. I know San Francisco has more talent. I know San Francisco is more explosive. I don't know that they'll win that game. I've been burned repeatedly going against Mahomes. And points. Do I really want to make that mistake again? But then again, let's see where the line goes and give me a couple of weeks and that'll be more than enough time for me to make that mistake again. Mahomes? Amber in Portland is in. Romy. Nobody. And I mean nobody wants to hear from Frisco fan. They should be happy that Dan Gamble is allergic to points. They were gifted that game. Wore the Chiefs kicking Niner ass in the Super Bowl. I can't wait to see their insufferable fans cry. And why don't we just hit the one big conspiracy theory that's out there. Hey, Rome, could Thromar have been any more obvious about being on the take and throwing that game? I mean, come on. If he's going to throw a game, at least make an attempt to show that you're trying. War Lions taking a dump in their pants. Greg in Ann Arbor. Come on. All right, Greg. Why would Thromar throw that game? Jackson. So the NFL could have Taylor Swift in the box for the Super Bowl? Is that your theory? Is that what you're bringing to me? Thromar was on the take. Thromar was part of the fix. Why? Why would he do that? Because he got paid? Have you seen this dude's contract? What could they give him to motivate him to throw the game? That is the dumbest thing ever. And this is coming from somebody who loves a conspiracy theory as much as anybody ever. Will you dopes not ruin conspiracy theories? They're fun. They're fun as long as they're believable. 
Can I tell you something? There's no amount of money, especially given what he makes, that's going to be worth it for Lamar to hear for a whole another year that he can't win the big one, that he melted down again on the big stage, that he's not Mahomes, that he's not even Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Come on, man. Take that crap someplace else. I'm not saying that the NFL doesn't benefit from having Taylor Swift around. I'm not saying that the NFL wouldn't like having her around. What I'm saying is suggesting that Thromar through the game so they could have her around is really pretty moronic. All right, when we come back, Shio Kapadia joins us. And I will be in Vegas all of next week, but not on Radio Row. We're changing up on you. Hit me up. I've got... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Monday also is an ATP day. Ask the Pros brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. More on that in a moment. But as promised, we are joined right now by a senior NFL writer for The Ringer, a prolific content creator. He is the co-host of The Scramble, The Philly Special, and The Extra Point Taken Podcast. He is Shio Kapadia. Shio, great to have you back. What's going on? How are you? Doing well, Jim. Good to be on with you. Always good to talk to you, Shield. Thanks so much. So I said on the show last week, you would have to be an absolute idiot, idiot, not to bet Patrick Mahomes and take the points in a playoff game. So then, of course, that's exactly what I didn't do, and it bit me in the ass. I want to ask you, Shield, where did you come out on the on the Chiefs prior to the postseason? Did you see them going on this run? Uh, I did not, Jim. I'm in the same boat as you. In fact, I put my chest out a little bit about a month ago after that Christmas Day game against the Raiders, and I buried the Chiefs, Jim. I said they don't have it this year. They sabotaged Patrick Mahomes with this supporting cast, with these wide receivers, with these offensive tackles. Uh, They're going out uh, before the Super Bowl, mark it down, and they got to reassess this thing in the offseason. And now I got egg on my face. And I got to owe everybody an apology, everyone with the Kansas City Chiefs, because I come out looking stupid. And what I learned, Jim, is that this team can win in different ways than the previous versions of the Chiefs won. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a knack to know what each specific team is calling for him to do. We saw him do that. And then, of course, the defense, they've still got Steve Spagnuolo. They've still got that championship medal. And here they are. He's looking for Super Bowl number three uh, at age 28. Shio Kapadia joining us. So many good points right there. Shio, what about that Chiefs defense? Is the Chiefs defense that good, or was Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense yesterday just that bad? Yeah, you know, it's always a little bit of both. They, they left plays on the field. There's no doubt about it. The, the Zay Flowers fumble, the Lamar Jackson interception, the Lamar Jackson fumble, uh, I thought his downfield accuracy was a little bit off. But, man, I got to give this Chiefs defense credit. I mean, Spags had Lamar's head spinning. I mean, if you look at how often, how many dropbacks Lamar Jackson was holding onto the football for three, four, five seconds with nowhere to go, they obviously had that Ravens offense uh, flustered 
quite a bit. And even that Zay Flowers fumble, I know he's coming under heat. Hey, don't reach the ball over the goal line. That's an all-time play by Legereus Sneed to get there and to punch that football out right before he crosses the goal line. So uh, I'll give the Chiefs offense a little bit, uh, a lot of credit, uh, quite frankly. But uh, I think you're right if you want to say, hey, Ravens left some plays on the field. There's no doubt about that. Sure, I think you're right. That was an all-time play, an all-time play. What do you make of them abandoning the Ravens, abandoning the run as early as they did? I mean, was that part of the game plan or was that a reaction and did they panic? I think they did panic a little bit. You know, their whole game, and I'm a big John Harbaugh fan. I think he's a great coach, but they felt a little too amped up for me. And, you know, even during the broadcast, they're saying, oh, you know, Ravens want to make sure Patrick Mahomes feels them in this game, but then they're committing dumb penalties over and over again. And I thought the biggest edge in the Ravens' favor going into this game, if you look at any statistic, uh, traditional, advanced, whatever, you go into this game thinking the Ravens should be able to gash the Kansas City Chiefs on the ground. I mean, we saw the Buffalo Bills do it in the divisional round, and quite frankly, the Ravens are a better run uh, run offense than the Buffalo Bills are. And I thought they did get away from that too too early. You know, Ravens defense really came back strong in the second half. Like that game was never really uh, away from them, and yet they didn't. They were not able to run the football. I didn't think they tried. They tried to run the football. Uh, enough. And so, listen, I, I'm new school. I generally say pass the football. That's how you win in the NFL. But there are specific matchups. There are specific times when the ground game can really help you. And as panicked as they were, I thought the run game really could have calmed them down a little bit. And they never really got to it. King Kerr, Shokapati joining us. So where does that leave us with Lamar? For instance, Lamar drops to two and four in the postseason. He did not play well yesterday at all. He's about to win the MVP award for the second time. But does his lack of postseason success impact the way you view him? It has to a little bit, right? I mean, if he gets to the Super Bowl, then all of a sudden we're talking about a guy who 27 years old, two MVPs, and is in the Super Bowl. But kind of until you get there, and I don't go overboard. I don't say, hey, the guy uh, stinks. He can't win in the playoffs, anything like that. Because a lot of times we've seen in NFL history, it takes time. I mean, Peyton Manning, other quarterbacks, it takes them six, seven years to get that Super Bowl ring. And so uh, I still believe in the guy. I believe in the talent. I actually thought this was not going to be their year. Going into the season, I thought, you know what, this is going to be a transition year with the new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, and then next year will be their year. But, man, the way it played out, it feels like a wasted opportunity because this was a fantastic defense. You had the defensive coordinator. You had a nice pass with home field advantage. This is not a juggernaut Chiefs team, you know, you didn't have to face Burrow or uh, Josh Allen or some of these other quarterbacks in the AFC. So, yeah, I mean, I I think for all these guys, Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, you can even throw, you know, Justin Herbert hasn't done even what they've done. But these guys who you look at and you say, all right, they're talented. I believe they're really good. But until you kind of slay the dragon and that dragon is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, yeah, we have to put you on a tier uh, lower than that guy. All right, Shio. So what about the NFC? The Lions were in control of that game. They're up 24-7 at halftime. They even had a 91.5% probable win rate at one point in the second half. So did they lose that game, or did the Niners win that game? Man, you know, I almost always give the winning team credit, and certainly the 49ers offense specifically in the second half. They don't punt in the second half of that game. They deserve credit. But if I'm a Lions fan, I cannot get over how, how you let that game Flip away. I mean, you came out on fire. You had the right game plan. You score right away. You're up 24-7 at halftime. 
and then you fall apart. And, you know, I, I don't think it was the Dan Campbell uh, fourth down decisions. I'm sure we can get to those. But, my gosh, Josh Reynolds drops the pass on fourth down. He drops another one on third down. Jameer Gibbs uh, fumbles. They have an interception. Hit them in the face and lead to a 51-yard completion. They botch a special teams play. I mean, I could go on and on here for probably another hour with specific plays that the Lions let slip away. And uh, I just feel like if you play that game out uh, 10 times, you know, the way they play, uh, it feels like not all those mistakes are going to happen every time, and you're really going to have a good chance to win that football game. They were not outmanned. They were not overmatched. The moment, uh, you know, was not too big for them in the first half. And then in the second half, those mistakes just added up. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, if I'm a Lions fan, that's just going to be a tough, tough one to get over. Shio party joining us. Yeah, they were not out, man. In fact, they were in control. So what about Dan Campbell? I mean, I understand that that's what got them there, but he failed on those two key fourth down go calls. Do you have an issue with either one or both of them? No, I, I liked both the calls, and I know people will yell at me, listen, you have to make decisions based on the information you have at the time. And everything from, we've seen the Lions do all season long, from their character, from their personality, from the data, from the analytics, from everything is aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. I mean, they've been so good in those situations all season long because they practice them, they prepare for them. I thought it was the right decision to go for both of them. I think one thing people forget, they do not have a good uh, kicker. I mean, their kicker, Michael Badgley, I think was around 50% for his career from between 45 and 50 yards. So that was not a gimme. Your defense defense can't get a stop. I mean, if you can get that first down, keep the ball a little longer, and punch it in for a touchdown, you have a much better chance to win the game. So uh, I actually like those decisions uh, at the time. Uh, I think Dan Campbell was right after the game when he says he doesn't regret them. Now, Jim, I will kill him a little bit, uh, not a little bit, a lot. That last possession they have where they're running the football, and calling timeout, you can't do that there. I mean, you are giving the game away there. The downside of running it is too high because we all know onside kicks do not work anymore in the NFL. So that's one I'll kill them on with the game management. The fourth down calls, uh, I think they were reasonable decisions, and I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I've got an issue with the fourth down calls, but I agree with you. I have no idea what they were thinking, running the ball down near the goal line with those timeouts and and burning it like that. That makes no sense to me. Sheila, I know it's really, really early, but I'm really curious about your really, really early lean in the Super Bowl because that's turning out to be a really fascinating matchup. I'm tired of losing on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Right. I, mean, I mean, that's my initial reaction. That Listen, there, there are certain sides you take, and you can live with it or you can't live with it. I, I don't even if I had all this data and looked at the X's and O's and talked to people and everything told me 49ers, I just don't know that I'm comfortable, again, going against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in a big spot. He's proven me wrong over and over and over again. And so the line obviously suggests that this is a toss-up game. Uh, I think there are certainly matchups for the Chiefs with their run game against the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, for the 49ers with their run game against the Chiefs' run defense. But that 49ers defense uh, has not been great. So I feel like Mahomes against that 49ers defense, that ultimately will be what will uh, push me to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Sure, i got about 60 seconds. One last thought. For instance, it opened at plus 2.5 for the Chiefs. I'm kill- I hate myself for not smashing that right then and there. By the time we get to kick, what do you think that line's going to be? It's a great question. You know, it was two and a half, then it comes down uh, to one. I, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to keep thinking what we're thinking and say, hammer the Chiefs 
as a dog and does it flip does it cross zero uh i don't know i feel like maybe it'll settle in there around uh 49ers minus one minus one and a half by we get by the time we get to game time but it would not shock me if, if that did uh flip and moved quite a bit between now and two weeks from now well i think it will i think it will and then i think we have a really tough question right like I, i'm with you i mean i've learned my lesson you do not bet against patrick mahomes and points but shield what if that number went all the way to three or three and a half the other way Oh my god! If, if it got to three and a half, I, I or three, I would probably, uh, you know, I, I'd be tempted to take the Niners there because I do think it's an even matchup. And if uh, if it's a toss-up game, I generally take the points. If it gets that high, yeah, I would be tempted to take San Francisco there. Agreed. He is a senior NFL writer for The Ringer, has a number of great, great podcasts. He is Shiel Kapadia. Shiel, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Great job as always. All right, Jim. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you, Shiel. Well done. He is a content machine. Great analysis. All right, so Lions fan, he said, I don't have a problem with it. I do not have a problem with Dan Campbell. This is what they do. This is what got them there. They're aggressive. He said, you know what? He makes a very interesting point. How much of it is about the analytics? How much of it is about this is who they are? And how much of it is it about I don't trust the kicker or the defense? And I trust my offense more than anything else. Let's put the game in the hands of the offense. Fine. But it didn't work. Twice. And you can't tell me it didn't impact the outcome of the game. All right, your telephone calls when we come back.